This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Portico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The European Union and United States are trying a new aggressive way to hit Russia where it hurts, Moscow's oil revenues. On Monday, the European Union's ban on the import of seaborne Russian crude oil went into effect, along with a $60 price cap on Russian oil shipped to the rest of the world, which will in theory be enforced by the EU and G7 countries like the United States. Now, these sanctions Monday usher in a new and uncertain phase of the West's energy war with Russia, which has been taking in tens of billions of dollars of fossil fuel revenue since the war began. So today, we chat with Politico Europe's Charlie Cooper about how the West's oil war with Russia is heating up. It's Tuesday, December 6th. So, Charlie, the European Union's toughest sanctions yet on Russian oil exports, along with a price cap, went into force on Monday. So what's the plan here and what are these things together designed to accomplish? Well, the whole idea in the big picture is to really drive down on the Kremlin's oil and fossil fuel revenues, which it's using to finance its bloody war in Ukraine. The EU ban on seaborne Russian oil, that's already had a big impact. We've seen huge shifts in global oil flows from away from Russia to the EU towards Russia to Asia. The impact of that is already happening. Russia's one of the world's biggest oil exporters. 2021, about half of that crude went to Europe. And now there's almost a wholesale ban. There's a few exceptions. I mean, that's a massive, massive shift in energy markets, not to be underestimated. Right. And of course, everyone is going to be watching how Russia responds, both publicly and privately. What have you seen so far on how they're responding to these measures from Western countries? Well, we had a bit of a a preview, really. They weren't shy about the fact various Russian ministers saying that they will not cooperate with any kind of cap. You'd expect them to say that. I think for me, covering this, the question now is what that's going to look like in practice, particularly as the cap level has been set at $60 per barrel, which is around the level that Russian Euros crude has been trading in in recent days and weeks, around about that level. It's not going to be a big hit to the Kremlin's revenues right now if countries were applying the cap. But a lot of experts I've spoken to sort of point out that the whole principle of the G7 plus the EU and Australia trying to set the price at which Russia can sell its key export is something that the Kremlin will not want to go without a, without a pretty strong response. And I think what everyone's watching now is whether Russia sort of cuts production in response, because that's kind of the, the big red button they can press. If they sort of cut production by a million barrels, more than that, that has an impact on the oil market and the global oil price. It would hurt Russia potentially, but it would hurt everyone else as well. One expert I spoke to kind of pointed out, well, don't necessarily expect rational economic behavior from Russia. Look at everything that Russia's done this year. Would you call it rational? So I think everyone's on a watching brief to see what they do. Right. And you touched on this a little bit, but of course, just looking at the impact on the energy markets, Russia's response, it sounds like would really dictate that on what happens with prices. What other factors maybe are you looking at that might dictate just how this plays out with energy markets? A lot depends on how the kind of new buyers of of Russian oil, if you will, obviously they've been buying Russian oil before, but the ones that are buying up more of it, China and India, how they interact with the price cap, because they're not, they're not saying publicly that they like this, that they're abiding by it. 
However, if it is getting harder for Russia to sell its oil for more than $60 a barrel, even if the market price rises, China and India and they, you know, their companies know that. And they'll drive a hard bargain with Russian sellers. So that could have an impact. I mean, and then the big, bigger picture, the price of oil at the moment is down a bit from some of the highs we saw a few months ago, largely because, you know, we're heading into a bit of a global economic slowdown. That's suppressing demand. China remains in a state of COVID lockdown in, in many parts of China. Those are the big picture factors that are affecting the oil price, and this just gets thrown into the mix. I think the International Energy Agency had a, a report, I think it was the November report, which basically concluded like the range of uncertainty has never been greater. <laughs> That's kind of the, the precipice we stand upon at the moment of all these new pieces moving in the oil market. And yeah, and even if the world gets through the coming weeks without major volatility on oil markets, there's another leg to this that the EU is planning to take here after that. Talk about this diesel ban that still is, remains to be seen. This yeah. is one that perhaps on the surface doesn't sound like as big a deal. It's in February, the EU has another round of sanctions coming in, which is going to ban oil products from Russia. And that's things like, as you say, diesel products derived from crude oil. And there aren't simple alternatives for the EU on that front in the way there is for crude. Experts I spoke to basically said, well, the EU is just going to shift the Middle Eastern crude to American crude. For diesel, it's not quite so straightforward. And, you know, it's February. It's going to be the absolute depths of winter. Everyone here in Europe is obsessed with the fragility of Europe's energy supplies right now. Experts I speak to think that the impact of that one is really one to watch in terms of Europe's energy supply. Also, in terms of Russia's ability to redirect its exports, again, you'd think, okay, well, China and India will pick that up, the big alternative markets. And experts I spoke to said, well, actually, China and India, they don't take refined products. They refine products themselves. They take crude and they refine it in their big refinery sectors. So where does that diesel go? Maybe it can't go anywhere. Does Russia then say, well, we can't sell this, so we're going to have to cut production? And then you get into those scenarios we talked about, about a cut in Russian production potentially driving up world oil prices. So it's even if we get through past Christmas, we're not out of the woods in terms of volatility of world oil markets. Also, on Monday, the Environmental Protection Agency proposed closing a Trump-era loophole that allows companies that are releasing toxic forever chemicals into the air and water to avoid reporting requirements. Back in 2019, Congress had mandated the reporting with the goal of alerting downstream communities to pollution and to help EPA get a better view of the scope of PFAS contamination. But because of the loophole, only 44 facilities reported making releases this year. That's far fewer than the 42,000 facilities that the nonprofit Environmental Working Group estimated actually released the chemicals. Now, the new regulatory proposal, which environmental groups are welcoming, would eliminate the use of that exemption for PFAS and also for other toxic contaminants that persist in the environment or accumulate up the food chain, like lead, mercury, and dioxins. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the Mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that one day 
can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com slash RNG.